<clears throat> well, that's one way to start off an episode. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? And welcome to another episode of Part of My Success. Get ready, it's the new edition. Your favorite morning meditation. Hey, it's May, part in my success. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> it is January, guys. We're... We're like into the thick of 2024 and it doesn't feel real. I don't know about you, but I'm still putting 2023 down. Even though before the new year started, I was accidentally putting 2024 for things. We don't know how that happened. It's fine. But as it so is in every year that the new year happens, we all come out of it and we say new year, new me. Maybe not an entirely new me, but we're certainly going to try to do things a little bit differently, spice it up, you know. And one thing that I've definitely already been trying to do this year is find an acting class that I feel very at home with and feel comfortable working with to kind of really develop that craft a little bit more now that I'm like in the thick of it over here. So these last two weeks, I've audited two different acting classes which means I've sat in the back of them and pretty much not been like really allowed to speak all of the classes were kind of the vibe of like going in and some people that week get to work with the acting coach on a certain scene that either they chose or the acting coach chose for them and it's been really interesting to see I feel like a lot of acting classes in school and in like college and in high school and things like that. Wasabi, please calm down. There were a lot more. Wasabi, please stop being crazy. Do you want to come here? This is what happens when you won't stop zooming during the podcast. Maybe just in college, there were a lot more activities and educational parts to it. But these classes have been really interesting to sit in on and I'm kind of working my way through a couple different places and trying to find one that I feel like I'll actually get the most out of. And also doesn't cost me an arm and a leg because for some reason they're all like $300 a class. Wasabi? Maybe less than that, but like still just an obscene amount of money. Nice to me is coming along nicely. Um, isn't it Wasabi? Meow. This past weekend I re-recorded it and it sounds so cool. Um, I'll play you a little snippet of the new chorus here. I feel it growing tighter, why is it so hard for you to be nice to me? Why is it so hard for you to be nice to me? I worked on it a little and we want to add some like anger and some flavor so we put some like fun chanty rappy type of vibes but I'm not a fighter we're just kind of playing around with it I'm excited to this week kind of really listen through what we put together last week and make some notes and take my time and work on it in person with somebody kind of the way I've always wanted to do it so I'm happy about that. In addition to Colin helping me out a little bit with some uh, vocal producing and mixing and mastering, he has also asked if I could potentially help him with some content producing. So I've actually been storyboarding and um, developing a short form content for him. It's just nice to have a collaborator and somebody that cares about your stuff, <laughs> you know? I think that's kind of what this whole podcast is about, is finding other artists and choosing to support them and build them up, really working to, to help each other instead of... <laughs> 
just watching each other fail. I don't know. <laughs> That's a little dramatic, but. But you should totally listen to Freaked It, which is gonna be the first song that I am producing content for. Um, I'll have it linked down below uh, because one exciting thing is that he got it on discovery mode on Spotify and it has like 30,000 streams. So, you know, the virality here, hi feeling good really excited about it we're doing things it's exciting <laughs> how many times do I have to say that oh my god Zach last week was saying something about the fact that I'm somebody who gets excited about celebrities and my response was if anything I get arguably more excited about a cute baby in fact any baby like uncontrollably excited than I would about any celebrity the amount of self-control would require me to not touch a really cute baby versus to not touch, like, an adult celebrity. Very different, vast levels. Like, I would never <laughs> in my life. And maybe it's like that Jesus feeling where it's like, I must touch his cloak. I don't know, maybe I just haven't been... I've met, like, Wiz Khalifa and stuff. I have been in the back of Wiz Khalifa's Instagram. Like, I don't know. I realized this too, I don't really remember that many celebrity meetings that I've had. I saw Jamie Lee Curtis at the driving range. We were we were golfing together, me and Jamie Lee Curtis. We smiled at each other, I waved at her. And then I said to my boyfriend, was that Jamie Lee Curtis? And then he confirmed that it was. I might have bad eyesight, but Zach does not. Last week, I also uploaded the video of my interview with Uncle Rich, which was super fun, and the feedback from that has been really lovely. Part of my conversation with Uncle Rich last week was about getting your content seen and getting things out there and building an audience and trying to garner viewership and people that care about you and how, to, how difficult that is nowadays, but also like how fleeting and ephemeral can also be. like. It's so hard to build up a following, but at the same time, you see people constantly all over your feed at any given point of the day. That's just like, this person got famous overnight from this one video. I mean, heck, my mom is part of the TikTok Creator Fund because she has gone viral on TikTok a couple times where she has videos with like over a million views. Ah, like, and even still, she only has like 15,000 followers. Mom, please help a girl out. But uh, I, on the other hand, am just starting out, as you well know. We're about to hit our four month anniversary of existence. Just pardon my success. We're still really working on getting our followers and viewers and listeners and I care about every single one of you. Every one of you that's listening right now, just know that I love you. I would be so sad without you. Uh, it, it's, it's really rough out here, but I have some very <laughs> caring people around me that I appreciate. But me and Uncle Rich talked about a boosting experiment of trying out boosting just one video on like Instagram and TikTok and just putting some money behind it and seeing if promoting it would really do that much for me. So I was like, okay, cool, let's try it. You know, I feel like everyone has seen that little blue button pop up on their Instagram and Instagram's like, oh, hey bestie, do you wanna boost this? We'll give you a $5 coupon. And then you find out that it's gonna show up as a sponsored post and you don't really want that. Does that look like you're trying too hard? But in our world today, we're all trying pretty hard, but you have to pretend like you're not trying hard, even though you are trying really, really hard to make something happen for yourself. <sighs> anyway, since I have a podcast now and it's a separate account, not like directly attached to just my name, it felt less weird boosting 
and like promoting that. And as I had told Uncle Rich, I had specifically made a video that I did everything for and filmed entirely with the intention of being an advertisement for the podcast. And that was my first collaborative reel that I did on Instagram with like my own personal account. And I put $10 a day for five days behind both my Instagram post and TikTok post of this short. Prior to boosting, I post basically a reel every business day. <laughs> I cut up about four shorts from each episode that I'm gonna post across all of my platforms every day after the first day that I drop my episode on Tuesdays. And usually I would say that on TikTok and Instagram, I was getting about like 200 views per reel. Not bad, but not great, that's for sure. I really wanted something to go viral. My friend Haley was like, what, do you really think that it was gonna, you know, blow up in the first week? No, but a girl can dream. I'm sorry for maybe being a little bit unrealistic, but we live in a world where these kind of unrealistic dreams are totally possible. I'm wishing for them. We're manifesting them because I would love for something to go viral. I've worked so hard. I've spent so much time editing and curating and doing all this. And I feel like this is, you know, entirely for the plot, for the backstory and the development of like who I am. And that's amazing. Thanks. But it's still hard. Anyway, so I only have like a hundred followers on Instagram and I have like 30 on TikTok at this point. And after I boost the post, I get about 25 followers on Instagram. Pretty good. And about 10 on TikTok. Also pretty good considering I feel like on TikTok, people don't follow really often. TikTok is a platform where people are there for the algorithm, for the feed, for basically everything but the following feed. I'm only on my following feed when TikTok is forcing me to be there and I'm scrolling through waiting for my TikTok to upload and I'm usually getting through all of the content and then sitting on one of my own videos to try to up the view count on there. I'm not ashamed to say it. We're trying to boost that baby. I'm my biggest fan. Actually, my parents are my biggest fans, but after that, it is me. I'm watching my own stuff back a million times because I am a perfectionist and I'm not happy with what happened, but I'm still feeling as though it's worthy of being viral because I see things that are viral that absolutely have no business having millions of eyes on them. No business. <sighs> Anywho, the results of my experiment were after paying $50 on both Instagram and TikTok, my Instagram reel had about 8,600 views, which God is so much more than the 200 views I was getting previously, but it only got about 184 likes. Still pretty good like count wise for a reel, you know, Instagram is hard with engagement these days, um, especially if you're paying for views, you know, who knows if Instagram's actually showing real people and if the people that they're showing are even likely to like it in the first place, mm, who knows? It was also collaborative with my own account. So, you know, how much of that was due to just my own loyal friends and family and everyone, who's to say? But I also did do a second collaborative post with my nice to me little clippity clip because I wanted to show everyone I was really proud of it. And that one had about 2,500 views. So it is good to know that it wasn't a waste of money on Instagram, you know what I mean? It was still like four times the amount of views and boosting it versus it being organic. But that is also annoying that, you know, Instagram is basically like making you pay for things. TikTok as well, um, where I was getting two to 300 views before, the one that I boosted got six. 6,300 views and 
1,352 likes. That was crazy. That number really shocked me because what percentage is that? That's that's pretty high engagement for a TikTok. I was pretty proud of that. And I also did get a good amount of followers, which is hard from like strangers on TikTok, especially people don't really like following, I feel like. That video alone now accounts for 75% of my TikTok likes. And since boosting, all of my videos have been getting about six to 700 views, which I feel like is better. And I am planning on boosting one other post from this week's series of shorts, just because I think that there are some in there that are, number one, just really great shorts and I think would have really good uh, viral potentiality. I don't know. Is that a word? Maybe. I think the potential for it to go viral is pretty high. So, you know, maybe we'll put some money behind it, see what happens. Yeah, just trying to build our audience, trying to make some friends. And I hope you guys enjoy what I'm putting out here. And if you have any thoughts or feelings or, you know, maybe advice about boosting or anything like that, I would really appreciate it. Feel free to comment, DM me, anything like that. Like and subscribe. Follow me, please. Liron, welcome to pardon my success. Hi! Excited to be here. It's so great to have you here. Liron is my new work bestie. She sits right next to me. She was brought in from a different company that got bought out and now she's with us and it's very exciting and we're so happy to have you. How has your experience been so far? It's been so great so far. Last day of week two, been really good. Everyone's like so nice. So yeah. Oh good. I'm so glad. No, it's been wonderful to have you. A fellow Aries, a fellow Swifty. But I also found out pretty quickly into knowing you that you edit for a podcast as well. I do. Is insane. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How'd you get started? This is a podcast that I like listened to previously and at the same time of me like starting to listen to them um, I was looking for like an additional like income and all that stuff because living in LA is very expensive so I was like looking around for like a random like side gig and I know how to edit and I edit well I think Um, (laughs) and I saw that they posted that they were looking for an editor so I emailed them they sent me like a sample episode to edit got the job and I've been doing it for a year in March. That's crazy. Were you editing anything beforehand? In college, I edited a lot. And then I would edit like a lot of like random things for like family, for like fun. And then I also helped my friend edit like a bunch of her like podcast episodes just like to help her out. So Mm. that's why like that was like how I felt like pretty confident in being able to do this. That's really cool. And your friend, what kind of podcast was she doing? She is like a fashion designer. So her podcast is like a fashion relationship related podcast and it's all about like slow fashion sustainability like ways to kind of not do fast fashion is that where you kind of like felt like you learned how to like edit for podcasts definitely like longer videos like podcasts are like 30 minutes to an hour definitely more comfortable editing like a longer video there what would you say was like a big like learning curve moment for you while editing like what is like really made your life easier for podcast editing since you're doing it so constantly oh my god i just got a new computer and that yeah. has changed my life. Greatest thing ever. Like I, exporting, I exported something last night and it took me less than an hour to export an hour long video. And it was crazy. And you're like gonna cry, babe. It was so painful. <laughs> I don't think people realize the extent to which I was like dying every week. You're trying to export. It would literally take all night. And I would be like having it plugged in. Like nurse, I would wake up in a panic at 3 a.m. and be like checking to make sure it was still going. Cause my computer would just like shut off sometimes for fun. Spent longer 
waiting for things to export than I did editing. Looking back at my older episodes, I wasn't even able to accurately watch what I was doing. I don't even know. Just like coming up with like systems for myself of like what presets I like and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you also said for this podcast, can you share what it is? I didn't even share that. It's called <laughs> Gilmore to Say. It's about Gilmore Girls, the TV show hosted by Tara and Haley. On normal pod episode, they kind of pick a topic about the show and they kind of run with it. Like whether it's theories, whether it's best of, like whether it's seasonal related kind of games because the show it was like a very seasonal show and on patreon they like actually rewatch the whole show because they've been going now for like a year and a half you said i've been editing for them for a year but they've been around for longer they just started season three. Oh, very cool this is gonna be my episode 19. okay that's really good my season one and you do all the social videos and as well like what has kind of helped you get there would you say i don't like run their social media i just make the reels for them just like as i go editing i kind of mark whatever like i think like oh this could be like a good reel and when i send them the episode i like kind of say like oh like this timestamp is like what I thought would be good for a reel. They'll either be like, great, or like, what about this one? Or what about if we stitch these two moments from two different parts in the episode together? So it's a very like collaborative, creative process, but editing itself is very much autopilot. They have like 60,000 followers on Instagram. How have you kind of seen that audience grow? And like, do you have any tips or tricks for me? <laughs> they just do a great job at posting because before they were just audio so they didn't really have like an ability to like make reels so they really leaned into creating content that like people could like reshare or like different things like that like for example a post that went like crazy viral right before the barbie movie came out everyone was making memes like lawyer barbie doctor barbie all that yeah. stuff it was like the poster of like this barbie is a whatever so it was like yeah. this is a so like that like went like crazy viral so it's like creating posts that relate to the content of the episode without necessarily making reels of them maybe it's like a meme relating to editing when i'm looking for thumbnail photos of myself mm -hmm. i see like every emotion under the sun and i guess i could like memify myself we can brainstorm yeah. in the office we'll brainstorm. thank you what is your dream what is your big goal baby oh my god i don't even know like i i feel like i don't have like a title that i'm striving for what would you yeah. say when you were a kid was like i wanted to live in la and work in hollywood when i was a kid and now i'm here and you I'm did it you did it was there a specific uh -huh. work in hollywood that you had well first i didn't know if i wanted to do what type of TV, movies, film, unscripted, whatever. But I really do love unscripted and reality and like all that stuff. But then I also thought that I wanted to go the freelance route when I first came out here and realized that that is very hard yeah. and it takes a lot of dedication and it's a lot of instability as well. And you just have to have constantly backup plans and constantly have like three months of rent saved up. Even though like I know I could do it if I wanted to, I think that that's just not a feasible lifestyle for me. You're on a job for three months and then you could be out of a job for the rest of the year. So yeah. definitely more on the like full-time employment, stable job side of Hollywood. Definitely in like more the producing route, potentially development, potentially the agency side. I just like, I'm trying to like kind of learn everything that I can about it, figure out exactly what route and it honestly changes every day. That's totally fair. It'd be like that. And my big goal is to be the youngest EGOT holder in the world. I support it. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And then after that, I want to start like a management company that is 
all about scouting talent from around the world from underrepresented backgrounds. I love that. Throughout Hollywood, whether that be, you know, performers backstage. That's so cool. Um, I love that. That's a good mission to have. I want everything I do to be like collaborative works that like raise new and up and coming artists and creators. It'll be equal opportunity and not about who you know or how much money you have. So we're going to make it happen. Yes down you can be on the executive board we'll have a it'll be i'll be there amazing all right i love you i will talk to you later baby and i will see you on are you pmsing